Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Hmm. First 400 games of a career, or thereabouts. Okay. Your guy, Aaron Judge, will add in one extra year because he gets hurt all the time. Okay. Uh, let's see, what's he got? Hit. Mm-hmm. First five years, 275. Let's see, 56. 110. 119 home runs. Okay. Babe Ruth, first six seasons, 391 games. 49 home runs, 224 runs batted in. Barry Bonds, first three seasons, 407 games, 65 home runs. Mike Trout, first four seasons, 493 games, 98 home runs. Jordan Alvarez, 110 home runs, 329 runs batted in. Isn't that the guy you ripped last year unmercifully at the All-Star break when Jason Stark said he would consider him for a league MVP? Pretty good stats for a guy that's 25. Hmm. Wow. How old your guy? 31? Jeez. After that story about lighthouses, you kind of feel like he's the ancient mariner. All right, uh, we'll go. It's uh, time now for our play by play call of the day. Robertson on the right wing side got into the slot. Here's Hintz, drags it, saved by Hill. He's face down, the puck is loose. Up top, Haskin in left side shot, score! Pavelski, a one-timer! Joe Pavelski keeps the Dallas season alive and sends this series back to Vegas. Uh, Speak of the ancient Mariner, 38 years of age. 38 years of age. And he's still rolling. Now, it was his first goal of this series. 
sixth of the playoffs. But uh, the Stars are still alive. They get to go back to Vegas. They had not – I don't think Dallas had been able to win in overtime, I think, in the playoffs. I think it's their first overtime win. It's been what's really plagued them. And in this series, it's plagued them. But Pavelski got the game winner for them last night, and uh, they go back to Vegas now three games to one. So. The Indianapolis 500 is this weekend. I have a friend of mine that told me he covered 14. I'm not going to tell you who it is. He covered 14 Indy 500s. He told, I am never going back. <laughs> All right. I am never going back. And, and was adamant about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rob Blackman, and Rob's been on our show several times, is the radio pit reporter. The sixth year he's done it, and I, I was talking to Rob on Tuesday. I said, "Geez, Rob, you do a great. I mean, really, because I've heard it. I said you do a great job with this thing. Um, I mean, they get in there, and they, you know, you're talking changing tires and putting in fuel. And da, 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 da. I mean, you know, that's so bad. Let's go to turn four. I'm like, oh, geez, these guys. I mean, I give him credit in terms of a production, radio production, pretty darn good. I know that uh, I was talking to." Mike Grimm, who's the Minnesota play-by-play announcer. And we were talking about, he's gone to the race, and he says, you sit in the grandstand. He didn't cover it. He went to the race as a fan. He says, you sit in the grandstand. And he said, they go, right? And then nothing happens for 45 seconds, and then 45 seconds later, they come around. He says, you don't see them for 45 seconds. (laughs) Well, the problem is at Indy is because you have that tower right there at the start-finish line. You can't see across the track. Well, I don't – I'm not so sure that's that's as much of a factor. I mean, that's – it's just – first of all, the straightaway is a mile. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a what, two, two-and-a-half-mile so, track, I think? So Yes, yeah, two-and-a-half miles. So you're sitting in turn four. I mean, you know, what can you see from a mile-and-a-half away? It's, like, <laughs> it's not easy. All right? And they, they said, they, they said, you talk about that scoreboard? He told me a lot of the, a lot of the time, the couple times he went, so they usually, like, just, like, they'll check the board. That way they know what they're watching when it comes around as to who's in front. Uh, it used to be a little easier to do because everybody had their own color. For example, like I think Rick Mears, Mears switched at one point, but he went from having the yellow car to a red car. So like you could identify Gordon Johncock always had a red car. Um, A.J. Foyt always had a red car. He said, you know, you could tell by the colors of the vehicle as to um, as to who was in front. He said, it's not like that anymore. That is part of what creates the problem now. It's not like that anymore. This is Sunday will be racing's biggest day. Grand Prix of Monaco will start things off. Then you have the Indy 500. Then you have 
I'll refer to it as the World 600. I have no idea who the sponsor of the month is. It's still Coca-Cola 600. It's Coca-Cola 600. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like, you know, go to Brewers Outlet, get some Pepsi. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Um, the, uh, so it's the biggest day in racing. But this is a good example of what I've been talking about with broadcast rights. You can't have enough live sports because, look, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, you you may attempt a DVR, a sports, sporting event, but your odds of knowing the final score are pretty high, which then takes away the charm of watching it on DVR. But you can DVR shows all you want. Uh, you can't do that with live sports. That's why it's so valuable, especially for advertisers. It's incredibly valuable. But there are tiers of it. And this is what we're seeing now with the latest TV negotiations. There are properties that are nice to have. There are then properties you need to have. So, NBA contract. Now, I know Fox is not going to bid for it, evidently. So, they're out of it now. But let's face it. You're sitting at ESPN. You need to have the NBA. You need that property. Okay. College football playoff. You need to have that property. If you're sitting there and you are, if you're CBS, you need the Masters. Now, do you need the PGA? That's nice. It's a nice one to have. It's a major. Probably the next golf tournament that you need to have is the U.S. Open. NBC's got that. Right? The other ones are... are, uh, But they're nice to have. And and this is the problem that, for example, the Pac-12 is running into. Do you need to have the Pac-12? No, it's nice to have, but you don't need it. College football playoff, you need it. SEC, you need it. Big Ten, you need it. NFL, that's an absolute. Major League Baseball, yeah, you need it. Stanley Cup, yeah, you know what? You need it. College World Series, no, nice to have. Softball World Series, really nice ratings. People enjoy it, love it. Do you need it? Nope. Nice to have. Again, it's nice to have. And that's where we are when it gets to college sports and people talk about contracts. You know, a lot has been brought up about the ACC. As I mentioned, the Pac-12 is a contract that is nice to have. You don't need to have it. The ACC, I've heard people, oh, the Florida State could go to the SEC and they could make it uh, an even more attractive deal. More attractive than what? You got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Alabama plays Tennessee. Alabama plays Georgia. Alabama plays Auburn. What, what you need Florida State? Why would ESPN want Florida State to go to the SEC? Why? They're already getting Florida State on the air for 
bargain basement prices? What do they need to pay more now for them to go to the SEC? Why? I mean, you have a big problem right now. And the big problem um, is that ESPN is laying people off and in laying people off like you know I think I think they're saving the war chest to go after what they need not what's nice to have and I think that's where that is right now it, there is a difference between need to have and nice to have. The Indy 500, for example, NBC, it's nice to have. Do you need it? No. In fact, to be honest with you, let's let's be straight here. I mean, auto racing in general has, I mean, in terms of interest, I mean, Pocono is down to, what, one NASCAR race? Unfortunately, yeah. But and that was recently within the last three seasons. But that's the reality of it. That's the reality of where this is. At this point, and you've got to deal with it with reality. I mean, Florida State and Clemson may want out, but what do you think? I'm over there at ESPN, and just a mere move from eight conference games to nine conference games will cost ESPN more money with the Southeastern Conference. Now, next week, the SEC will meet. And they have two proposals on the table. One is the world-famous 366 I've talked about on the show how many times, which is the one I really like, because I think if you're in a conference, you should be playing everybody in the conference. I'm talking with, uh, like I said, all the Big Ten announcers, not all, but, geez, almost all the Big Ten announcers, we we're together for dinner and golf outing and everything like that this week in Bloomington, right? And Mike Grimm looks over. He's Minnesota's play-by-play guy. Looks over at Don Fisher of Indiana. He says, Don, how many times have you have you done a game at our place? You know, the new stadium, not the old stadium. The new stadium. He looks at you. He goes, once. One time? That stadium's been open 14 years. He's broadcast one game in that stadium? In his fifty-year career, you got to be kidding me! The old stadium, which has been torn down, I think Don did a game in there before they tore it down in the seventies. That's why I like three six six. Over four years, every school in the conference will come to your place once. You will play at least one game at, at their place with the three permanent ones are there. That's one of the proposals for the SEC. They have an eight-game proposal, and they have the 366 model. Well, the eight-game format is one permanent rival and then rotating seven opponents. The nine game is how I explained it. Three permanent rivals, six rotating opponents. Alabama was set to vote for the nine. Now it looks like they're going to go for the eight because he found out that their three 
proposed permanent rivals would be Auburn, naturally, LSU, and Tennessee. I mean, what did he want? Vanderbilt? You're Alabama. You can handle it. But look at the SEC. This is an example I've brought up many times. Texas A&M has been in that conference since 2011. Georgia has never played a football game at Kyle Field. You, you have to be kidding me. Really? They've been in the conference since 2011. Georgia has never played a game at Kyle Field. They're in the same conference. Well, that's not right. The other interesting one is the neutral site games. Georgia and and Florida have committed to play in Jacksonville in 24 and 25. After that, we'll see. It could go, it could go on a rotating play at Georgia one year, play at Florida another year, then play Jacksonville and rotate like that. They could do that down the road. I'm not so sure these neutral games. Now, of course, Penn State's playing a game at Ford Field, which I kind of like. Um, but I'm not so sure these neutral games. Like, for example, Arkansas plays Texas A&M. Now, it does help out Arkansas a little bit. They're trying to get a footprint in the state of Texas. And they'll play that game at Jerry World. And what's the other neutral game? Because, you know, that, I mean, Alabama used to play Auburn every year in Birmingham. Always. That finally ended. And now they play at Auburn, they play at Alabama. They don't play at Birmingham anymore. They both bust past it on the way to whomever's stadium that particular year. Uh, who else is there? Oh, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma playing in the Cotton Bowl. I think some of those games have got to start to lose their luster. I mean, I think you want to be on a campus. I really do. And it's not like I haven't done games at neutral sites over the years or in different spots. I mean, Penn State played Indiana in the Hoosier Dome once. They played Indiana at FedEx Field. Indiana got $3 million for that. Um, they have played over the years Rutgers um, pre-Big Ten, but they would play Rutgers at the old Giants Stadium. They played Syracuse at MetLife Stadium. They played Texas at the old Giants Stadium once. Uh, that were non-kickoff classic games. But I, you know, but there's nothing like being on a college campus in a college atmosphere, and that's why I, I, I can see the neutral site thing starting to fade away. Starting with the uh, Jacksonville game, we'll see. We'll take a break. By the way, Aaron Boone uh, was asked after the game about robot umpires, robo robo up. He said no. Good for him. Good for him. I'm on the same page with him on that. And I give him a lot of credit for, like, you know, in the heat of all this, you know, say, no, 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 no. I don't want to go in that direction. I just want the current guys to be better. Because, you know, if we have a robo-ump, you know what the next thing is? Robo-co-host. All right, we'll come back. (laughs) Think about it, Matt. I'll still find something to 
complain about, yeah. You won't be there to do it. <laughs> There'll be a robot there. Hmm. I am not in favor of the Yankees playing every game at home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Final half hour of the week here on the Steve Jones Show. Getting ready for Memorial Day weekend. Matt Catrillo here with you, Steve, in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. Great service department. There for you as well with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance, and sales staff that is there for you, not just there for the sale, there to save you money, all part of the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Friday show, of course... Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Time to stock up now for Memorial Day weekend. 
wherever you're going to be, the picnics, maybe you'll take the boat out on Lake Augusta this weekend. I know I'll be doing that. Lots of good stuff. Obviously, you got the baseball going on, finishing up with the NBA playoffs. You got the Stanley Cup finals starting soon. You got to get stocked up now. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Water, wine cooler, soft drinks, snacks. They roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. It's all... Stock up now, baby. Yeah. Stock up now. You better. Uh, let's give the NCAA a lot of credit. They uh, put together a uh, sports gambling survey, and they found out that young people and people on college campuses bet. Gee, I'll tell you, that's... Wow. Oh, my almighty! Really? Most popular sports, NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball. Okay. I could have gotten 10 people together. We could have told you that. All right. 10 to $20, the most common bet wrist. Hmm. How about that? All right. The king, never a risk. What up? going on? What up? King. What up? What up? Doing great. What about you? I'm good. Got messages. Steve Lamont says congratulations. He's proud of you. Um, Paul Pasqualione said way to go. Congratulations. Let's see. That's it. Oh, and I told your brother-in-law. So he didn't know. But you'll be seeing him this weekend, I think. So. Well, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Does your wife know? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, she was there when the call came in. Yeah. Oh, okay, she, good. Yeah, I, oh. my kid, my kids don't know. Tell them. Oh, Danny listens to the show. Hey, Danny, your father's in the Enfield uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, oh my almighty! Well, tell pa- Paul Pasqualoni. <laughs> Thank you, and uh, and Steve Lamond, who, when it came to playing, uh, bailed me out time and again because he was the guy lined up to my left <laughs> every single time. So. Guy was a great athlete, man. T- he belongs right in now. the Hall of Fame. He's good. Oh God, absolutely. Three, three letters. Yeah, three. he was a great basketball player. Oh. Great basketball player, football player. I mean. That 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 poor guy. He's the first guy they ought to send up there and say he's not here because of his athletic ability. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he don't up. go that route. He's a really good guy. Oh no, so, he, he is a great guy, Steve Lamont. I do a great, ton of work for guy. him, he is and I let him gr- down a lot. And he's, I can tell he wants to get mad at me, but he won't. <laughs> it's okay, hit me, man. It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so anyway. Accident on 84, tractor trailer. I left to get home here at 3.30. I just, I'm <laughs> sitting outside on my porch right now. Took me an hour to get home. Traffic's unreal. So, anyway, how about those Celtics, huh? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, I, I can't. It's interesting. You know, we've talked about a lot about Jimmy Butler and justifiably. Jimmy Butler played great basketball the first two games. 
The last three games, he has not played well. Even in the game three that the Heat won, he didn't play well in that game. You never know when these guys are hurt. Plus, I meant the Heat lost that. I forgot his last name. Tyler Hero. uh, Blew his ankle out. Uh, Tyler Hero. He He has has another guy. Vincent? Oh, Gabe Vincent, yeah. I think uh, he had that huge loss for them. That's yeah. a lot of points. That guy was good. No, and, no he's a really good. I player. mean that they're well coached. It. Yeah. Well, this is what I noticed, and I've watched all the games. Jason Tatum is a very, very strange basketball player. True. He you is got that right. He he's incredibly talented, but. I remember after the All-Star game, he was the All-Star game MVP. Yep. And he was like, and then he had some bad games after that for the yep. Celtics. And he said, it's an All-Star game hangover. When he has a big, big day, he he doesn't follow up with it. It's like he gets in his own head. And, and like against Philly, when he's walking around the court, waving to the crowd and, you know, yep. Putting up That's his right. hands five zero and all this—that was like right. really weird. Yeah. Then he falls off the map. He right. he throws the ball away. He does all this stuff. These last two games, he's totally focused. <laughs> no jumping up and down. No complaining to the refs. He shoots. He distributes. He's a, when he's like that, he absolutely is one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And that the Celtics are a tough out if he plays like that. But that's but if there's no guarantee. <laughs> but no, <laughs> that's, it's a bit. It's it's if you just don't know. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, and, and they're not a smart team, and he's a big part of that. Yeah, but the last two games they have been. Yeah. I mean, they've been like a machine. These last two games, they played as good a basketball as you can play. Yeah, and you're like, why are you down old? and three to Miami who's a very good team but you have way more talent than they have and that I mean Miami half of the team they weren't even drafted you know that's how good Spolster is as a coach oh he is a great coach he is a great coach and a big advantage over there yeah I remember his first year um what's his name uh LeBron James wouldn't even talk to him, acted like, you don't belong here, you know? Yeah. That's right. when I learned to hate LeBron James, the way he well, treated Spolster. So, you know, it's, you know, it's like, we won, but not because of you, you know? You know what's interesting about Spolster? Oh. I think a lot of people don't know. Hank Gathers, the night he collapsed yeah. and died for Loyola Marymount. Yeah. You know who was on the court for the opposing team? Eric Spolster. Spolster. Really? He was playing in that game. He was on the court when it happened. Wow. Yeah. That's life changing. Yeah, Uh, it really is. I remember that, man. That was that was bad. They ever know why I was in Philly when it happened. I I was at the Atlantic Ten Aneurysm or Yeah. Well he had yeah, he had had he'd been having problems, uh, heart problems. And he had sat out, and they finally had cleared him. And it like, it, it, the whole thing was just awful. Uh, yeah. They had a lot of stuff. I re- remember Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis you know? happened to him. Yeah. And so, 
Well, we have headlines heading into the weekend. Um, can't wait to hear what Matt's are. I mean, Matt has had a rugged week. Oof. I got something up my sleeve. It's been a rugged week for you. I mean, again, <laughs> it's been another week where just a lot of things just didn't, went, just didn't go right for you. Not really, go, no. Just didn't go right. You know, and then you pick Mario Andretti to win the Indianapolis 500. I had to tell you he's not in the race. No, we'll senor! Come back with... No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> we'll come... It's like with Girardi in the Olympics. They ever tell you the Olympic story? He and I are driving in a snowstorm, and the Russians are playing the United States. It was 2014. It was, I think, that's what, the Sochi Olympics? And so they got to a shootout, and T.J. Oshie comes down, scores. And in the Olympics... You're allowed in the NHL, you have to switch up guys. You can just keep using the same guy over and over again in the Olympics. Well, we're driving line. He says, Patrick Kane. Oh, she comes in, scores. Next time he says, send it, Patrick Kane. Oh, she comes in, he scores. Right. Then he says, send it, Patrick Kane. And I said, looked over, he says, why do you, why, what's the big thing with Patrick Cage? He's the one guy I know. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. All right, here we go. Time for headlines. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep the Indy 500 thing going. We all know that uh, Will Power is the suit's favorite driver. Will Power wins the Indy 500. Sends an autograph to the suit. Suit blows it up in his Memorial Day fireworks display. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have watched a indie race with him and be like, oh, well, power. Oh, I remember, you. Steve, Dad would, uh, that was Memorial Day for us. But we'd have hamburgers and hot dogs in the backyard, and Dad would put on the, yep. um, the Indy 500 because back then, Matt, wasn't on TV. Right. Sid it was Collins. only on the radio. Nice. Oh. Sid, Co- Sid Collins was the voice of the Indy 500. Uh, yeah. Now, the radio guys today are phenomenal with what they do. Yes, they are. And I was just, I was just saying earlier, Rob Blackman, who's the uh, basketball voice of Purdue, uh, I was at a Big Ten golf outing with the other announcers this week, so Rob was there, and I, you know, I told Rob, the sixth year he's working the pits on that radio broadcast, he's really good, really good. All right, my headline. Major League Baseball ends experiment with robo-umps after Robot throws out Aaron Boone. <laughs> You've been on a roll the last couple weeks. That's a good one. <laughs> I just make them up as I go. That was good. That I was just very make good. them up as I go. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't in the New York Post yesterday either. <laughs> King, what do you got? Okay. This is huge if you, like most of you, hate Boston. So Boston fired their hockey coach, Bruce Cassidy, because he couldn't get him to the Stanley Cup. Right, yeah, that's And they right. felt that they didn't like the players. Right now, Bruce Cassidy is one game from going to the Stanley Cup with Vegas. Yeah. And will Vegas make it? That's my headline, and I for sure 
they will make it, and I also believe they will win a Stanley Cup, which will send the city of Boston into a frenzy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. They chased him out of town. Yeah, they They sure did. The players don't like him. Right. So, therefore, he must go. And he has the winningest record in hockey as a coach over the last six, seven years. And they chased him out of town for this other guy, and the Bruins get knocked out in the first round. And, of course, they're a very good Florida Panther team, but um, I Led think Vegas wins former all. Hartford so. Whalers coach Paul Maurice. Yes, absolutely. So... There's another Hartford Whaler coach there coaching for, uh, is he Dallas' coach? No, no, that's Pete DeBoer. And personally, I like Pete DeBoer. Met him a couple of times uh, just because we crossed paths. I tell you, he is a great guy. I liked him a lot. Um, So that's why Cassidy's a great story. But fortunately, DeBoer's on the other side. I mean, I don't like know him, know him, but I mean, I know him a little bit and like him a lot. Mm. So, my second one, I'm going to keep the Boston hate going. He lose game six, win game seven in Boston. Harry Potter gives invisible cloak to Jason Tatum. Third Boston Tea Party occurs. <laughs> the first it's one the in 1774. The, <laughs> the first one was in 1774. The second one was when the Bruins lost in Game Seven. This will be the third one, and then maybe if Cassidy wins, maybe there'll be a fourth. <laughs> oh God! I'm telling you, if Cassidy wins, oh my God, they will be. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Not good. They'll fire the coach now if Cassidy wins. <laughs> Poor Montgomery. He's just like, yo, what'd I do? <laughs> so let's go Vegas. <laughs> oh, I want Vegas big time. Go, baby. Vegas and Florida are very similar teams. Only Vegas plays a more offensive game. The problem, the problem playing uh, Florida is the goaltender is off the He's, charts. Bobrowski is really good. Bobrowski is oh really good. And God. Vegas, by the way, if is going with his him. back. <laughs> I mean, and the Vegas series is going with Carolina, they were two evenly matched teams, and the one goaltender was just a little bit better than the other one. Every game was a one-goal one game. Every game. So, And they played actually... <laughs> two and a half games one night so evenly matched with one team with a little better gold thunder and they still got swept yeah I mean but again (laughs) that that really was the difference between the two teams I mean they're all one goal games I know I'm just saying that just despite Rod Brindamore because that was one of my rants yesterday Uh, I don't like him Uh, I just didn't like his comments yesterday I thought they were stupid but anyway go ahead Steve Major League Baseball finally schedules Yankee road game. Bus driver can't find airport. (laughs) (laughs) We're going where? (laughs) To what? (laughs) Eh, yeah. Well, going out west this week, so. They'll start getting used to it a little bit. Yeah, Yankees go to Dodger Stadium. 
Aaron Judge looks over and goes, where are the A's? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to go up I-5 a little bit. <laughs> I thought we were playing the A's again. <laughs> okay, to, my next to, one to, is... To quote Gus Johnson, ha <laughs> That's right. King? Ned Lamont, the governor of the yes. beautiful oh, state of Connecticut, that wonderful human being, <laughs> makes makes comments like the Yukon women are going to be world champions again this year. But somebody had to tell them they play college basketball. But yeah. <laughs> he is making a play to get the Arizona hockey team into Hartford. And First, you got to fix the Civic Center. They don't have any place for them to play. And I don't know why he's he's entertaining the team and he wants Arizona to move to Hartford and start over. They need, to be honest with you, that is a, the Civic Center is a temporary solution. They need an all new arena to have an NHL team full with luxury suites, the whole deal. Hartford's a mess. And. The, the septic and sewer system in Hartford, the city of Hartford, doesn't work. People's homes flood. They will go bananas if he invests money into a hockey team when that's why the Whalers left anyway because the state wouldn't invest money in them. So, right. I mean, yep. I guess give him kudos for trying, but most of the stuff he does is window dressing. But my question is, where do you think Arizona's going to go? I think they will do everything they can, the NHL, to somehow figure out a solution to keep them in Phoenix because I think they want the market. They should be the NFL's London team so people can go to a game and then forget about them two minutes later. I think the, the, the backup solution to Phoenix is probably Houston, which is the largest market in the country without a hockey team. I would get them out of Arizona. I would I would go to Houston. Yeah, that's a good. Where they I like that. The team. Uh, uh, Hartford's not the answer at all. So, but Houston for sure, big market, good fan base. Yeah. You know, teams put another team in southern USA. That's good. Yeah. So. Well, everybody be safe. Hockey. Oh boy. Everybody be safe on this Memorial Day weekend. Have a great time. Me too. Thank Enjoy. you, George. Enjoy, boys. Oh. Yes.